Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and tonight I am joined by my two co-hosts, Andres the Cavalier King, and none other than Champagne Chauncey. Gentlemen, 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 welcome back. Welcome back to another jam-packed episode where we are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday. But this week, Labor Day weekend, we have an extra game for you. So this week is Wednesday through Monday, everybody. Bryant's first prize, Flores, cannot be with us this evening because as Andres likes to think, Today's his birthday, but it is not his birthday, Andres. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened in our in our text messages where I, I sent a photo of me in Long Beach randomly, or just a port, and then a happy birthday cake underneath it. I don't know, something weird. Uh, who who knows? I think you know Zuckerberg and all the uh, all the those tech tech fun babies are just fucking running the show behind my back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so Chance, this uh, this morning or last night, Andres sent a happy birthday with like four exclamation points, and then he sent an emoji with the cake with some candles, and I was like, who the fuck, whose birthday is it? And he didn't respond all night, and then this morning he said it again, and I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, isn't it Flores' birthday? And Flores is like, no, it's not my birthday. <laughs> So this fool was, uh, his uh, uh, account was hacked, but hey, hacked in a good way. And as Andres liked to put it this morning, well, you know what? Today, somebody's birthday. So happy birthday to whoever's birthday it is today, August 30th. Um, but yeah, this is the 161st episode. Week one of college football is kicking off. So you will hear our picks and predictions for this week. But before we start with that, Let's get into our heroes and headlines, and we like to start off every show with the hero and the headline, extremely close and extremely dear to our hearts. And it doesn't get any more close, any more dear to our hearts than Mookie Betts. So ladies and gentlemen, um, I know Mookie Betts was my hero about a month ago, maybe two months ago, because he went on a tear. He's back again, going on another tear. So he's my hero because in the last seven days, He's hit four home runs and he's batted around eight RBIs and he's hit five doubles, seven runs scored, eight runs scored. He's just been unstoppable. So I would like to shout out Mookie Betts because he did seal my ticket to the fantasy baseball playoffs as well. So Mookie Betts is my hero. Another honorable mention for hero is Palm Desert High School graduate. Jeremiah Estrada has finally made it to the major leagues. Now, if you don't know why he's my hero is because I grew up in the Coachella Valley and there is a short list of baseball players that have come out of the Coachella Valley to make it to the big leagues. Jeremiah Estrada is one of them. He made it um, yesterday, Monday, August 29th for the Chicago Cubs as they went to Toronto to play the Bull, uh, the Blue Jays. So congratulations, Jeremiah. We hope it's the beginning to a long, prosperous successful baseball career for you and hopefully if you did grow up as a Dodgers fan hopefully you make it back to Southern California as a Dodger we'll see how that goes but then again 
growing up in the desert, Andres, you could be Padres, you could be Dodgers, or you could be Angels coming from the Coachella Valley. So let's see what happens with his career. So those are my um, heroes for this week. Real quick, it's all baseball related. I actually want to shoot it over to you, Andres, because you have a headline for this week, right? Headline, baby. Chance, nothing better than a mercy rule. And that's my headline. Mercy rule was happening in every, pretty much every sport. Uh, but in particularly, I'm talking about the Little League World Series. My The team favorite, my favorite team of this whole World Series, Hawaii of Honolulu, came out and smashed 13-3 to against Curaçao. Mercy ruled in the fourth inning, uh, and it was the shortest game since like 2009, almost two, 20 years, I was saying. I could have gotten the, the year wrong, but, I mean, it had been a long time. So, oh, excuse me, 2001 is when the last time it was a mercy rule, or sorry, the shortest game in a Little League World Series championship game. Mm. So, kudos to uh, Honolulu of Hawaii uh, smashing and laying down the best. And then the second mercy rule was Liverpool, the Reds, Last week, they were my scumbags. You know, I should talk shit to every team if I want them to win the following week because it happened to me the week before with Manchester United and now happening now with Liverpool. Chance, they put on a whooping. It was goals galore, 9-0. 9-0, they beat Bournemouth, Bournemouth, 9-0. It was the largest win, uh, or sorry, largest win victory in 20 years as well with a nine-goal nine difference. So everybody's getting on, getting on the action. I'm just disappointed I didn't get into the action and put some money while I was in Vegas on them. But it, it is what it is. Uh, I was hanging out, uh, enjoying my time in the Sin City. There was a lot of fights. There was fights going on. Ch- uh, Flores would, would have been impressed and glad to have seen a fight without having to pay for the ticket cr- price because there was one right next to the roulette table. Poor guy. It was two against one. Got his teeth kicked in, but at the encore of all places, I was surprised sheriffs came in later, but it lasted for a good minute or so. Time out. Yeah. You are a Liverpool fan. I am a Liverpool fan. You love Liverpool. Yeah. And they were playing in Bournemouth, yeah. They were playing while you were in Vegas. Yeah. And you didn't put a bet on them? No, I didn't. I should have done. There was there was a couple games where I knew I should have done all morning long. I didn't do it. Uh, I, you know, the game was at four thirty in the morning. I was going to bed at two. I knew I was going to not get up on time. Uh, I didn't do it beforehand because you know what, Pat? I was scared. I was worried the way that they had started the season out. I didn't like it. I was worried if a tie was going to happen. But lo and behold, I'm glad. You know why? I think weirdly enough, if I would have made a bet, it probably would have gone the opposite way. So I'd rather <laughs> see my team win and not lose the money. Right, Sean? Isn't that how it always goes? When you finally play, lay a little bit, and then you lose, but when you don't do it, they win? Just always, how it goes. Always how it goes. goes, no doubt. So let me ask you another question. You said that they got mercied a professional soccer team no they didn't that's just how the game no, ended i mean it was that's what it felt like you should have thrown the through the towel you're not gonna come back from a nine nothing deficit gotcha right? okay because i was thinking you're this me. whole time you were talking i was like wait a professional soccer team they mercy they don't, that doesn't make sense it makes sense for little league baseball i get that yeah. but the other one i was like wait a second okay well Congratulations. It looks like Liverpool is turning the ship around for you, hopefully. And then congratulations to Hawaii. So I don't know if uh, you you were aware, Chance, but um, last week Andres pulled a fast one on Flores and I, and he claimed Hawaii as his pick to win it all. 
when we all know Hawaii is the perennial Little League World Series winners, champions, and he, he claimed them. He's like, hey, we should do winners of the Little League World Series as our bold predictions. I'll take Hawaii. And we were like, what the fuck? Hey, but I gave you a good run for your money. I took tech Tennessee. I took Tennessee. So um, Andres is on the board with seven points to the bold predictions. Hey, Florida, hey, Florida closes right then and there. He said, oh, no, he said, no, he said Curacao, didn't he? What did he say? Nicaragua. Oh, he did say Nicaragua, yeah. Yeah. So um, right now the, the bold prediction scoreboard is I'm at 14. Chance is at seven. Andres is at seven. Flores is stuck at zero. The first to 21 collects beer from the losers so chance shoot it over to you for your hero or your headline yeah my my hero is or actually both a hero and a headline but it's none other than super serena williams her last dance going out under the bright lights in new york at the u.s open can she get that elusive 24th grand slam i don't think so but i definitely applaud her for trying she got through the first round she beat uh, Danil, or excuse me, she beat Denka uh, Kovinic, who was from Romania. And then she's actually playing a young lady by the name of Onet uh, Kantavet out of Estonia. So we'll see what happens. Um, her sister actually just lost today. So sorry to see Venus lose with Serena. Um, so this is pretty much it for her, fellas, that she was tired, that she was time to move on, that it was time for her to move on uh, from tennis. And she's trying to uh, win her one last Grand Slam, which would be her 24th, which would tie her for the most ever. Um, she's already got the most ever in the open era, but it would tie her for Margaret Court with the most ever um, of all time. So I'm hoping she can at least win this next round. But as she, you know, as she continues to progress throughout the tournament, it's going to be harder and harder. So good luck to Serena, and I hope she can pull it out. Tomorrow she has a match, right? Is it tomorrow her matches? It is. It is tomorrow, uh, main court at the Arthur Ashe Center Court. So she will be under the bright lights. Chance, give me a percentage of how likely she's able or well, in your eyes, she's likely to win this tournament. I mean, man, I can't fifty? I feel like Ooh. that's like, okay. I would expect it a little bit lower. Fifty sounds like a good I'll take that. Yeah, that's not a bad bet to have. I'll give her 50 just because she's the goat. I got to give her respect and give her 50. So, the, right. But she has a, a match tomorrow against the second. Is is it the second ranked player in the tournament? Or it, it's somebody that's really good, right? Her competition for her next match? Uh, she's the number two seed, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean. Again, how many, okay, this number two seed, how many U.S. Opens has she won in her under her belt compared to Serena? You know what I mean? She's going to take that and be like, look, it doesn't matter. You can be the number one seed. It doesn't, I'm the GOAT, right, Chance? It doesn't matter. Good. I wish somebody would say that to Kobe or fucking Shaq. Hey, uh, we're the, you're the number two seed. We're the number eight or not even ranked, let's say. And, like, we're still going to come down and fucking, you know, beat your ass. Yeah, it's like Andres telling a girl, like, look, girl, I know you've I know you've dated men, I know you've you know, you're you're older now, but you ain't never been with me. You know. <laughs> Cause you you know what I'm saying? Like you're not gonna you're not gonna let that moment get away from you. Like Serena is like, Yeah, you can be number one, you can be number two, you can be higher ranked than me, but I'm still gonna come at you with everything I got because I've been there before, I've done it before, I've been there, done that. So that's the kind of mentality. She's got a little bit uh, of fight in her, as we all know. And I would love to see Serena win number 24. I mean, 
there wouldn't be any better way for her to end her career. But they did give her a very special ceremony yesterday after she won, just in case there's no opportunity for that to happen tomorrow. So major you know, shout out to I'm, them for doing that. I'm going to go out on, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I might put some money on it just for shits and giggles because she'll win number 24 and that's Kobe's number. So I don't know, man. I think th- I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on and say that that might happen and let me get that 24 mark and let me get, make some money on that. Is I'm going to throw it out there. That's your bull prediction? I don't know about my bull. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> it's too early. It's too early in the show for it to start making bull predictions. But thank you, Chance, for um, shouting out Serena. What we'll do is I'll make sure that we post the match time tomorrow on the Instagram. Make sure we keep up with the action. So this week, Mookie Betts and Jeremiah Estrada, Liverpool and Little League Hawaii baseball team, and the GOAT of female tennis, or as I like to say, the most dominant athlete ever, Serena Williams. Those are this week's Heroes and Headlines. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Weekend Starts on Wednesday. You can keep up with all of our stories, all of our posts, and all of our predictions. Again, to keep up with all of our action and entertainment, Weekend Starts on Wednesday. The weekend starts on Wednesday, and as promised, we are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday. So let's get right into it, everybody. The Dodgers versus the Mets, Wednesday night, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. This game is of the baseball world's utter importance because this is a preview of the NLCS most definitely because everybody has the Dodgers and Mets slated on a collision course to face one another this October. Chance, Andres, do you guys agree? Do you disagree? Who who do you think is going to be facing each other for the NLCS? Let's start with you, Chance. Oh, that's a good question. I probably would go with... Uh... Damn, honestly, man, as much as I want to go with the Mets, I think it's going to be the Cardinals and the Dodgers. I just see them as like, yeah, I just they got that pedigree. They've been there before, even though this team is different. Goldie is on an MVP tear. I would say if he wasn't on the tear he was on, that Mookie would have a shot at getting an MVP. But, uh, yeah, man, as much, I don't know. I mean, and I, you know, I say that now just because we beat the, the Mets tonight. But, I mean, you know, also the Dodgers won their 90th game. How you like that? To only thirty-eight losses, uh, but yeah, man, the Mets—they're—they're they're formidable. They're—they're they're good. They got some, you know, Pete Alonso. They got some dogs out there. The pitching staff is amazing. But I just, for some reason, I'm more fearful of the Cardinals. Andres, what say you? Chance, uh, that's exactly uh, how I have always felt. Um, I'm always afraid to see the Cardinals. It doesn't matter what year. It just seems that that franchise always does something against us. Um, the Mets, I'm never too afraid of at all when I see them. Even though they're the better team on paper, if you, you know, throughout the lineup with Alonzo, uh, Tana, fucking Marte, Lindor, um, and then on the pitching side, right? So, fuck, they got everybody and their mother right now that's just throwing babies. And probably the best closer on the game right now with Diaz. So, I think down the line, on paper, they have the better team. I'd like to think that the Cardinals win 
that series, or at least we face them. Again, we don't know what the playoff seating is going to be like, but um, I do think that it's going to be a Dodgers. I'd rather see that. I think it's going to be a Dodgers Mets. Um, and I definitely don't ever want to see a Dodgers Cardinals. So I agree with you. I think the Mets though, are going to win it out because of the pitching, because they have the better lineup. Um, I, that's just my belief. I'd like to see the Cardinals chance because I agree with you. They goalies having a year. Pools is still having a year. The guy mm-hmm. had another one. He's closer to 700 now than he was before. Yeah. Um, and Arenado is having a great year at third base. These guys got young players. And don't forget, Adam Rainwright is still having a hell of a year, even at his, like, plus 40 years old age. Uh, it's just strange for me, but I don't think they have the, I don't think they have the hunger as much as the Mets do. I think they have that, that pressure in New York to fucking get there, where St. Louis is like, you know what? We know you've done your job in the last – you've won three World Series in the last 20 years compared to the Mets, who haven't even done shit since the 80s. So in that regards, I think the Mets – have that pressure and that hunger to get there. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a Mets, Dodgers, and LCS. Well, yeah, I mean, so in terms of, like, the top value entertainment for for us, though, this week is a lot of Mets and Dodgers. They had the game tonight. They got the game Wednesday. They got the day game Thursday. Um, Myself is a sensory overload for me with fantasy baseball playoffs because I have Mookie, Bellinger, Alonzo, and Lindor all on my team. So I was watching my the game tonight and every single inning I had action because I had all four of those players. So for me in particular, it's the top-notch entertainment. And, you know, you're looking for a good baseball story to go into September. Today, all over sports talk radio, all over TV, everybody was highlighting this Mets-Dodgers series this weekend. So, I'm sorry, this week. So, it's fantastic way to start off the weekend, Wednesday night, Dodgers versus Mets, 4 p.m. in New York. So, Thursday, when we started off the show, we said that it is week one of college football. Andres, I'm going to kick it over to you. You had said that you had a parlay Tell Chance and I about this parlay that starts tomorrow night or Thursday night. Uh, give me a pat. Give me a minute, Pat. I know I have uh, Purdue in the over tomorrow. Is what I have. Is that tomorrow night? Do they play tomorrow? Or is that Thursday? Thursday. I don't remember. That's Thursday. Okay. So Wednesday night I have. What's the games, Pat? Give me. Give me a reminder. I don't, I don't know the games for Wednesday because I don't think the season starts on Wednesday. It starts on Thursday. Yeah, it does. No, season starts tomorrow. They got the, the Purdue game, Penn State. That's what I have. That's a Wednesday game. Oh, so it starts tomorrow. Okay, so tomorrow your parlay starts. So Penn State plays Purdue Wednesday at 5 p.m.? Uh, 5 p.m., yeah. 5 p.m. Uh, and then I took the over on that. Uh, give me a second. Talk amongst yourself. I think Purdue is going to put up more points than uh, expected. I think Penn State's not as strong defensively. Um, I like the quarterback. I think it's uh, what's his name's cousin, Plumber's cousin. Who's Hold on, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy's Jimmy's in my ear, blowing me up, man. He says that Penn State game is at Purdue on Thursday at five p.m. You're right. So tomorrow I have the West Virginia-Pittsburgh game. That's what we have, ladies and gents. Mountaineers against Pittsburgh Panthers in Pittsburgh. I have West Virginia, guys, plus eight and a half. Give me the points. Pittsburgh does not have the quarterback. Wow, bro, no, Jimmy's, Jimmy's back in my ear. <laughs> yeah, I'm told Is it 4 p.m. on Thursday? I told uh, you. So are there any games for Wednesday? No. Oh, Jimmy's saying no, sir. All right, so then at the end of the day, that's my parlay. So I got Pittsburgh. I got sorry. I got West Virginia. We're talking about Thursday, right? We're talking about Wednesday. 
Thursday night. <laughs> oh Wednesday, look, this is the parlay that I have, right? Central Michigan and the over against Oklahoma State at 58 and a half. Illinois plus three and a half against Indiana and the West Virginia plus eight and a half against Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh does not have a quarterback. Pickett's gone to the NFL. I think don't discount the West Virginia Mountaineers. That's a team that always is, is a dogfighting team, Pat. We've seen them before in the past. They like to fucking scramble and take care of that backdoor cover on the eight and a half. I think I, I, think I like it. I love it. Uh, I'm speaking out into the universe, Pat, because usually you know that I don't ever give out my parlays on the air like this but you know what mix it up because I need, it needs to happen so i'm speaking it out well if, if you're if your parlays are as unorganized as as you are tonight anybody that's listening should go against you so <laughs> chance i have i have some quick tidbits that i want to present to you and you give me a one word answer so thursday night 4 p.m west virginia is playing against pittsburgh in pittsburgh however Ticket sales have swung in favor of West Virginia. Will that affect the outcome of this game? Are you taking Pittsburgh or West Virginia? I'm taking Pitt. Regardless of the ticket sales being against them. Regardless. I mean, I mean, they must have some money in West Virginia because I'm seeing tickets as slow as 140 on ESPN. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's that coal money out in West Virginia. I don't know if Joe Manchin <laughs> giving them some, uh, some extra funds. Uh, for the for the, the the new legislation that he he passed, but yeah, I'm seeing upper level row or upper level 539 row BB, so way 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 back um, in one of the corner end zone upper deck above the press box is going for 140. This is wow. It's because this is it's because this is the backyard brawl is what they're calling it, and the backyard uh, brawl. Yeah, no, that's, it, it is it's it a rivalry. Big rivalry. You're right about that. They, for those of you who are somewhat geographically inclined, like myself, Pittsburgh, excuse me, Ohio and West Virginia share a border. Yeah. So th- this game hasn't been played in over a hundred years. Wait, hold on, real quick. You said Pittsburgh, Ohio. My, man, no, my, Pittsburgh, my bad. Pennsylvania. Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. We're all fucked up today on, on today's show. Yeah, they all share a border. Okay, and then so Penn State going into Purdue. Thursday at 5 p.m. Purdue is at minus three for this game. So Penn State is perennial, you know, they're they're better than Purdue in football, but yet Purdue is favored at home. Would you still take Penn State as the underdog? I am not. I'm actually going to take uh, Purdue, and that is because my man Jeff Brom, Jeff Brom is from Louisville, Kentucky, went to Trinity High School. He's the head coach of Purdue. He's, he hasn't had a great record. At Purdue since he's been there, but what's probably kept it his job safe is that he's had a lot of big wins. He beat Ohio State. He's had some other big wins there. So uh, I am not going to actually take Penn State. I think Purdue's probably going to pull this off. Is that how you have it, Andres, or you have Penn State winning? Uh, you know, honestly, Pat, I have I have Purdue winning. Okay. Um, okay. The line is right to a three and a half, but yeah, I, I'm more concerned about scores. Give me a lot of points. I okay. Think, I think. Purdue has the offense to do it. So, okay, so that's Thursday's entertainment, those two college football games. What a great way to start the season. Friday night at 5 p.m., more Big Ten football. Illinois taking on Indiana, the Hoosiers, Indiana football. Indiana's favorite at home, minus three. The over-under is set at 45. And, Andres, you said this will hit 45 
Oh, no, I took. I have uh, Illinois plus three and a half. So, I took. I think it's gonna be a close enough game that a field goal will probably do it. But I have the hook. So, or even possibly, I think Illinois has a chance of beating, um, winning this game outright. So I don't need the points particularly, but I think it's gonna be super close. Indiana, look, if it was on the hardwood floors, right, chance it's an Indiana ball game all day long. Uh, but because it's in the uh, you know the gridiron. I'm going with the Fighting Illini. The Fighting Illini also has a game already under their belt, Pat. They won this past week and they started off. They beat that Wyoming team that you thought was going to be close. It wasn't even – it was a blowout. It was a complete crash game for you, Pat. So Illinois has that game under their belt, Chance. I think that's the difference maker. Give me Illinois, possibly winning straight up, but more importantly, the three and a half helps me in my case. But don't be afraid, don't be scared, or don't even be surprised if Illinois ends up winning this game outright. Okay, so Chance, you think Indiana at home is favored by three points? You think they pull it off, or is Andres speaking the truth here that Illinois is going to win? No, I think that Illinois is going to win. I think they're going to pull it off. People don't realize Indiana lost their last five games of of twenty twenty one of last year's college football season to Maryland, Michigan, Rutgers, Minnesota, and Purdue. And they were outside of that that Maryland game. They were all pretty much blowouts. Um, so I don't think much is going to change for the Hoosiers. And Illinois at least has some continuity, having already played this year. Uh, they beat Wyoming, obviously, um, at home. So I, I think the Fighting Illini. I think they're going to take this one. Okay, so we have for Saturday. We have selected three games. For everybody for the you know for the big slate for saturday so what we're gonna do is everybody here is gonna pick the winner for that game and whoever gets the most correct picks along with the over under gets the bold prediction gets seven points does that make sense okay so Saturday at 12.30 p.m., Oregon facing defending champion Georgia. Okay, so let's start with you, Andres. Who do you think is going to win this game, Oregon or Georgia? Georgia. What about you, Chance? Georgia. And I will also go Georgia. Now, the over-under is at 53. Here's where it gets interesting. Andres, are you taking the over-under for this game? Which one are you taking? I'm taking the over. I got it on a parlay. Let's go. Score a lot of points, baby. Chance. I'm going to take the under. Ooh. Chance, you don't think that both teams can score more than 27 points? I mean, it's the beginning of the season, man. Uh, You know, I think, you know, Georgia's going to dominate them defensively and then also be uh, a little rusty, even though they got my man Stetson coming back. Uh, I think it's gonna be. I think I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a blowout, but I just think it's gonna be like a forty-five twenty game. Give me the sixty-five points. Yeah, that's a hard one because then you're saying that Oregon's gonna find the end zone three times against Georgia's stout yeah, defense. When, the, when all the when all the subs are in, in the third fourth quarter. Mm. You know what? I'm also taking the over though. It's hard. It's hard, right? The over under. It's a little difficult. Okay. So then, moving along to 4:30 p.m. This is on dresses game. He's gonna get all dressed up. He's gonna be ready to go. Even Always, though, baby. even Always. though the spread is 17 points. So Andres, tell, 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 
17 and a half. Don't tell, forget the hook. It's 17 and a half. Tell us about this game. I mean, what's it to say? It's the beginning of the Marcus Freeman era. It's game one against his old team, his team that he played for, at Penn, at, uh, at uh, Ohio State, at the at the Ohio State when he was the middle linebacker back in 20, 2009 or something, whatever it was. The fact is, this guy knows the program. He's the head coach. He's going back first game at the big at the big horseshoe. That's gonna be rocking. That place to be rocking. Seventeen and a half dogs. Notre Dame is. He didn't even know that. He had a press conference today, Chance, and he said, and the reporter asked him, he goes, "Hey." Did you know, are you guys going to cover the 17 and a half? He goes, what did you say? He wrote it down. He goes, good. I'm going to talk about it in my conference call right now with my team. We're going to do it. We're in team meeting. We're going to talk about all that. So he loves being the underdog. <laughs> I love nothing more than this team to upset the Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay. The only issue that I would have is that they don't have a quarterback, but I'm still going to take my Notre Dame Fighting Irish to upset them overall, and I think the over will hit at whatever it is. Okay, okay. so you're taking – Andres is taking Notre Dame and the over. Chance, do I even have to ask? Hell no, man. Ohio State going to mollywop them boys, bro. That's be fucking over, man. Are you kidding me? Bro? I mean, I, it's crazy. I feel bad because I, I want Marcus Freeman to do well. Um, you know, he he actually went to, he played at Ohio State, yeah. uh, was a defensive coordinator last year under Brian. Um, Brian Kelly, who's now at LSU, but I just think the boys got way, way, way too much talent. I would say they're not even, not even sleeper or dark horse. They're a projected playoff team this year. The Buckeyes are, um, or as I like to refer to them, the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, since I am now a Michigan uh, student. But uh, that being said, I still think that the Buckeyes are going to fucking mollywop touchdown Jesus in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And it's good. Hey, you know, you know, real quick, Ohio State lost to Purdue. You talked about Purdue earlier. If I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm yeah. watching that tape, and how do I how do I beat them and replicate it? I'm just saying, Notre Dame is a better school. The only problem that I have, Chance, is that our fucking quarterback isn't who I was expecting for them to start this year. I'm a little concerned by that. And the wide receiver that had experience last year has a torn ACL. He was out for the year, so it only affects the offensive game. I'm very scared, but I think 17 and a half is way too much, and I'm praying for a miracle. And an upset. You're going to need one. You're going to need one. And, and the over-under is 59 chance. Are you saying that's going to hit or stay under? Ooh. Uh, I probably, I'll say that a hit. Okay. And I'm going under. All right. Last game, Utah versus Florida. Utah is ranked seventh in the country. Florida is not ranked. However, Florida is always a good program. And if you can't catch the theme, is Pac-12 football on center stage taking on the SEC with Oregon taking on Georgia, Utah taking on Florida, defending Pac-12 champions, Utah. Um, the over-under is at 51. Andres, are you taking Utah or Florida? Is this game in Florida or Utah? Is it's in Utah? Florida, and Utah still favored by three. And I'm going to go with the over. Chomp at the swamp, please. I'm going to go with the Gators. If this game was in Utah, it's a different story. But if I'm not mistaken, if it's the same quarterback that Utah has from last year, I forget his name, uh, or the same running back, then maybe. But mm, it's hard to win in the swamp, especially in Florida. Right, Chomp, at this time of year? 
It is, man. And I'm taking G-A-T-O-R-S Gators. I think the Gators are going to win this game. I think Utah is going to be a little shook. Um, I'm all thing. I'm all anti everything Utah right now. So, um, yeah, I think the boys are going to – I think the Utes are going to be playing with a bunch of uteruses out there on the field. And, uh, you know, they're going to get Molly Walk as well. Uh, do you take the over or the under at 51 points? I'm going under, but uh, I think Florida is still going to win. I'm also against everything Utah right now due to some recent news that came out. But I'm going to go ahead and take Utah to win the game, and I'm going to take the under. Wow, Pat, I'm calling you right now. That game is going to fuck you for your your seven points when it come next week. I promise you that. So I'm just trying to see if everybody is a little different in their picks. Um, everybody's different. So each pick is its own entity, right? So that means that there's a possible six points that you can get correct. So whoever gets the most points goes ahead and wins the game. Now what we can do for a tiebreaker is we can roll it over into Sunday. So Sunday will be the tiebreaker. Florida State versus LSU. Now, it's at 4.30 p.m. I don't even know where it's at, Andres. Do you guys, uh, Chance, do any of you guys know where this game's at? I believe, I thought it was at, uh, I thought it was hosted down at LSU, but actually, let me let me tap into it, see what Jimmy has to say, just to verify for you, boy. I'm only asking because I think it could be also at the Mercedes-Benz um, Superdome. Which you're right. It's at the New Orleans. No, it's not in New Orleans. It's in Atlanta. J- Jimmy just confirmed. It's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. So that changes everything, right? It's a neutral field. Florida State versus LSU. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got, I'm sorry. Jimmy was wrong. He got the he got he got the matchup confused. That's for Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Florida State LSU game is actually at the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. Okay, yeah. so it's still somewhat of a neutral. Um, field so How is it neutral? that's just home to lsu bro that's like go gators i mean go fucking tigers all day long what are you talking about it's right next door to the campus that's just gonna be bleeding purple and fucking yellow all day so that's your pick lsu no fuck no fuck brian kelly fuck no i hope florida state wins this game trust me i want to go i'm throwing the seminal fucking arrow out and like oh like that's what i'm doing right Fuck Brian Kelly. I hope he loses every fucking game this year, that piece of shit. Look, <laughs> next game, Chance, I know you're probably taking LSU and them boys down south and eating some gumbo afterwards. But, look, I don't see it happening. I think there's going to be some scalping of some Tigers that night. Am I wrong or right? No, I, don't, I think I think LSU's going to fucking whoop them dudes. I think it's over. I like Florida State. I've always That was the school I wanted to go to when I was growing up. But, yeah, I think it's over. Um, It's a great day to be a Tiger. Isn't that what Brian Kelly said at the basketball yeah, game? Like that too. Yeah. <laughs> they were making fun of him because they said he went from having a Boston accent to having a Midwest accent to having a Southern accent. Um, within, three, within three years, I'll have a fucking role in the next uh, Adam Sandler movie or something. <laughs> this is hard, man, because the spread is only three. Um, so I'm actually – I'm going to go with Florida State because uh, does Florida State have a new coach? No, it's just, uh, I want to say it's his 
second or third year there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's finally got his recruits. Look, Florida State has that game under their belt, like uh, previously said about another team that we talked about. Even though it was against a shitty Duquesne team, doesn't matter. They also had three running backs rush over 100 yards in a game, uh, which hasn't happened in Florida State history, to have three running backs, three different running backs, run over 100 yards in a single game. So I think the, the clock, t- I mean, the uh, train is running nicely on them, and I'm going to go with the, the, on that even more so the Seminoles. LSU has knows nothing about the quarterbacks. They Brian Kelly also said one quarterback's going to start this week, another quarterback's going to start next week. So what does that do to your team? I think that demoralizes your team. There's no faith. There's no, there's nothing. So Yeah, so that means that, they have zero quarterbacks if you have two quarterbacks, right? Just ask the San Francisco 49ers that one. I mean, they got uh, two quarterbacks now, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. So, uh, yeah, that guy's the highest paid fucking backup quarterback to hold a clipboard in the league. He's not going to see any time this year. Clipboard Jimmy. Um, okay, so Sunday night, 4 o'clock, is the Padres versus the Dodgers. Chance, I know you've been busy the last two weeks. I don't even know if we had a chance to ask you about the Padres, the recent scandal that broke out with uh, Fernando Tatis. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, what needs to be what 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 needs to be said that hasn't already been said. I mean, he's lost endorsement deals. Yes, uh, you know, he's, he's 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 already losing money because he had that deal where that 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 organization or that that financial sports financial firm fronted him money for you know uh, a piece of his future earnings. So, you know, he's just he's just making just bad decisions all around, and I'm sure that the the franchise. Uh, that they can't be happy about it, and you know, um, I mean, shit. How could you ever be happy if Manny Machado's the leader? I mean, shit. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's a big week for the Dodgers. Like we said earlier, they're playing the Mets, and then they host the Padres. So, um, Sunday night, I don't really know who's pitching on Sunday night. However, for the Dodgers, um, we recently lost uh, Tony Gonsolin on dress. Um, he's been the staple, one of the backbones. Um, we lost Walker Bueller, Chance's boy from Kentucky. So, they're dropping like flies left and right right now. Hopefully, everybody's back. I did get a notification that Kershaw was going to start I think on Thursday for the Dodgers. Yeah, you also got Dustin May coming soon. So, you know, at the end of the day, we got to get back healthy. Is Goslin officially out for the whole year? Or no. just for some, some time? Sometime. They haven't confirmed uh, if he's going to be out for the full year yet. But, no, nah, they said he'll be back probably by October. All right, well, hopefully he comes back because having not having Bueller in the playoffs is going to hurt. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, look, it's all fine and Danny to win 90 games. And I don't know how – When's the last time the Dodgers won 90 games so quickly? I know definitely not in my lifetime uh, in this time span, but I could be wrong. I don't remember winning, having them seeing or, you know, getting close to 90 games this soon, so early in the season or, you know, before the season ended. So even though we have like almost two months left of baseball, a month and a half. One month, five weeks. One month, one month, one month. You're right, one month. They have 33 games left, Chance, and if the Dodgers can go 27-6, and six, they will win 100 and 17 games, the most ever in the baseball world. That would be great, but I already know what you guys are going to say, right? They don't. You don't give a fuck about that. Nope. Look at Seattle Mariners. They have the best record of all of baseball, and they didn't even show for anything for it. Now, th- this Monday game, so that's Sunday's entertainment. Florida State versus LSU, Padres versus Dodgers. Monday is a bonus game. We have a few minutes left, so let's be a little quick. 
Chance, um, the Monday night game, I'm going to shoot it over to you since you have it pulled up already. What should our audience members be looking out for in the Monday night college football game? I wonder if, if Clemson is going to make a comeback, fellas. They had a very, very down year last year. I mean, they are overwhelmingly projected to win this game. The matchup predictor has them winning it at 94.3%. Um, but, you know, they did not play well at all last season. Um, you know, they ended up winning out their five, their, their final five games. Uh, but, you know, it did not live up to the Clemson standard that Dabo Sweeney has set down there with this Georgia Tech team. I mean, come on, bro. They got blanked by Georgia 45-0, 55-0 to, to the North Carolina. So they're, they're, they're not that great of a team. But, um, you know, according to this sea lion that ESPN had, on, uh, on college football game day, uh, the Sea Lion predicted Georgia Tech to win. So I don't know if it's like the octopus that usually picks the Super Bowl winner, but I, I got to go against the Sea Lion. I think that the Tigers and Dabble are going to come to play, and I, I'm going to predict the blowout. I just can't see any other game coming out. Yeah, look, that that uh, sea lion is lucky that he's not doing this shit in Alaska because he would have been a fucking meat by the end of the night. But. <laughs> I'm with you. Georgia Tech is going to be meat for the Clemson Tigers. There's no doubt about it. Um, DJ, I won't pronounce his last name because I'm not from Hawaii. And I'm not going to butcher it. But DJ himself is the second year. Uh, finally, got, he had a horrible season last year under his reins. Like the kid's a good player. We know where he came from. Top recruit coming out of St. John Bosco. I think it's going to be a blowout. Give, whatever the spread is, blow it out of the water. That's my prediction. This game is, even though it's a neutral site, who does Georgia Tech have? And can they get out of that stupid wishbone offense? That does nothing. It kills your game. You're not going to do anything with Georgia Tech and play the option all the time. So they don't have a quarterback. That always comes down to it. And Sweeney, Coach Sweeney, you know, Chance, is going to be made a, a fool two years in a row. It's a statement game, fellas. That's what he's going to say. He's going to say this is a statement game, fellas. Um, and DJ from St. John Bosco, DJ from Lakewood, uh, his boys right now, St. John Bosco, they're number one in all of uh, high school football rankings. So congratulations to them. Hopefully he feels the energy all the way in Atlanta on Monday night. And then that is the last Monday for a while that we're not going to have any NFL football. So um, it's all kicking off in the NFL next week. This week is all college football. I made sure to write down our picks. So ladies and gentlemen, if you could not keep up with what we were saying, I'll definitely post it this week um, as the games progress. We have one more segment coming up, the scumbag of the night, just after this. I do agree with one thing, Andres, and that's that you're absolutely fucking crazy. <laughs> the scumbag of the night is the individual responsible for ruining your sports happiness. They could cost you a bet cost you a victory in fantasy sports, or they can make the headlines for all the wrong reasons and just piss you off completely. So my scumbag of the night is uh, the beanie guy. Have you guys heard of the beanie guy in Kansas City? No? Is this the one, is this the one you sent me my email the other day? Yeah. Okay. So this asshole, first, first of all, this dumbass, he was out there in the outfield and the home run, somebody hit a home run to him, and he fucking he dropped it. And he dropped it, right? They, he, he had a glove. Very easy opportunity to catch this home run ball, and he fucking drops it. The very next video I see of the beanie guy, 
Juan Soto hits a grand slam, I believe, out there in Kansas City. And the beanie guy is standing next to like two teenagers. One of the teenagers catches the ball and squeezes it like he fucking catches it. And the beanie guy reaches into the teenager's glove and takes the ball. Like he didn't like box him out and take the ball. Like he didn't like, you know how sometimes Chance it's up for grabs and like you just go and you go and you catch it, right? Like you're like he went into the other to a kid's glove and just takes the fucking ball out like a savage, right? And what's worse to 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 cap it all off, he then proceeds to offer him a Kansas City Royals jersey in exchange for the baseball when the kid already has a Kansas City Royals t-shirt on. He already has a Kansas City Royals hat. I'm sure he has a jersey, and if he doesn't, I'm sure he can get one. Like, you can't go find a Juan Soto Grand Slam ball at Champs Sports. You can find a fucking jersey there wherever you want. And I, I made him my scumbag because you just there's you just don't do that like i've i've seen i've heard of people catching home run balls over little kids i've heard of that stuff i mean that happens but to actually physically go in there and take it from his glove and the kids didn't even do anything because they were so shocked you know like what would you have done andres if he tried to do that and you were with one of your brothers oh he would have been he would have been socked in the face <laughs> i was going to a fight with somebody a, a young kid jumping on my back uh at a, at, when it was at old chase stadium there it was a stupid t-shirt that was launched into the to the fans with the the commemorative year of you know the old Chase, and we went there for a pilgrimage and watched it so when i felt his weight on me i was gonna i was gonna come up swinging already so the fact that this i saw the video and it was and it's super intentionally of how he did it. it's just super wrong i've never seen anything like it because at the end of the day you're right Pat, the video evidence shows that the kid automatically caught it. He grasps it in his glove, shut, closed case. The guy just rips it out of his out of his glove, which is insane to me. Insane, and he immediately is is in his crazy demonic mind. Like he literally ran over to grab the jersey they already had hanging as like as an exchange. It's like no motherfucker, you know what you did was wrong. I would hope that the Nationals would do something about this and say, give him, give the kid a, a signed Juan Soto ball. I know it's not the same thing as catching a home run ball, but at least I, w- I wish Juan Soto would say, you know what, man, what you did was fucked up. I can't do anything about it, but my rectification and that this fan, young fan deserves it would be a signed autograph ball. They did. They actually, they actually did that. They gave. Did him, they? Yeah, they gave him a, a Soto signed ball. And they gave him a, a few bobbleheads as well. So. Oh, that's awesome! Good for the, good, you know, great for the Nationals. Shitty for that person. I wish, I wish the Royals would ban that kid, that guy for like, I don't know, a whole season. Yeah, that dude's a douche. Why are the Why are the Nationals have to get involved? Well, because it's a Juan Soto. Like, just because if I was a player and I was and I saw that happen, I would. Who plays for the Padres, though, fool? Oh, who? That's who it was. I know you're Juan saying Soto, the Nationals. The Nationals? I'm sorry. I I know it's so new to me. Sorry, you, I meant the Padres. Not Padres are involved, but I'm glad they did. He's getting a race tonight, bro. Ooh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Sorry, yeah, guys. you're yes. gonna be reporting for the Cowboys with all these mistakes that you're making, bro. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> all these mistakes. Cowboys are gonna oh, come calling and be like, "Hey, we heard you were fucking I'm up human. last night." I'm human, man. It happens. Now we're ruling. Because before we be stopping the tape, we're 166 episodes in. We're just gonna continue rolling. You sure are human. That's correct. So, uh, Beanie Guy, 
scumbag of the night for me. Uh, let's shoot it over to you, Andres, because you said that yours is sports book betting related. Yeah, it's it's lighthearted, but it is for real uh, scumbag. I mean, and it has. I mean, not of me, but of them. And I'm referring to the sports books. I'm talking about Vegas. I'm talking about anywhere you can place a bet, offshore gambling. Unless you actually have a personal bookie who's willing to do the numbers. I'm really upset for a couple reasons of a lot of things. First and foremost, uh, the Encore Sportsbook wasn't open. I had to go to the win for one, one what? point. I had to go for the win. Yep. It was uh, it was a Saturday, and they were not open at the Encore. I had to go to I had to walk over to the win, uh, place a bet there. I was going to place an 18 baseball parlay. The lady at the, the cashier said, um, sir, we only do six teams, not eight teams. Six is our max of any parlay. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? They're like, oh, be- because we're a small independent uh, bookie. And I'm like, you're the win. Like, you just don't want to get you, you just want to get your teeth kicked in. If someone were to put like a big whale came in and said, hey, give me an 18 parlay. Even then, though, it doesn't make any sense. I was really upset and like confused by that, so that's a scumbag move. But more importantly, no offshore betting line or uh, Vegas had the Little League World Series. I'm just really upset about that. If it's broadcasted nationally as a competition in a game, you should be able to bet on it. You do it for fucking – look, you do it for American Idol. You do it for political races, and you can bet on senators and presidents. Why can't I bet on a fucking Little League World Series game? I don't care what the juice would have been on Hawaii. I would have paid it handsomely because they were my winners and champions. I'm very upset that I couldn't find any odds for it, Patrick. It's fucking ridiculous. I can bet on horse races. I can bet on fucking dogs. I can bet fucking table tennis in Russia at 4 o'clock in the morning with no fucking fucking national broadcast. I can bet on third league soccer games in Brazil. I can't bet a Little League World Series game that's nationally broadcast on ABC, ESPN. I can bet on WNBA. I can't bet on little kids fucking <laughs> baseball games. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, guys. I'm up. I'm really. I'm really. It's really been bugging me, Pat. It's really been bugging me. The degenerate in me is saying horrible sports books that I can't bet games because <laughs> they're 13 years old. I don't care what age. Then don't. Then don't broadcast them. Then don't broadcast. That's my rule. Read the newspaper tomorrow and not know anything about it. If I got to watch that on national television, I should be able to bet. I mean, you got a little bit of action here with us. It's a little $5 a game. I hear you. That's, we're a better bookie, bookkeeper than, <laughs> than everybody else in the world. I'll gladly take us on fucking Flores taking uh, Nicaragua or you taking Tennessee. Sure. So did you end up owing Flores $5 or he owes you $5? No, we broke even when it was all said and done. I got some good reaction though from the Little League World Series bets. A couple people messaged Instagram and they're like, "Dude, these bets are these bets are hilarious. They're entertaining." And I was like, "Exactly." So, uh, yeah, that's my my scumbag. Sports books bookies not doing the Little World Series. That's crazy though that the the win said that we're an independent. Yeah, dude, I was wild. I was shocked. I was like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." All right, good to know. Never bet, never putting a sports book, or never putting a bet at, a, at the sports book at the win. I don't know if we'll, I don't even know if we'll be going there next week. Then you guys, we got to keep it. We got to keep it. You know, a business. Entertaining. Yeah, yep. I'm not gonna be going there to spend all kinds of money if you can't even bet on a, on some games. Nope. All righty, Chance. So shoot it over to you. Do you have a a, a wait? Hold on. Your scumbag is very serious. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear your scumbag. No, I mean I'm not gonna give him too much time and too much breath. It's 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 the punter from the Buffalo Bills who came from San Diego State. 
think his man, name is Matt Ariza or, 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 or whatever his name is. I don't know. Look him up. They call him the punt god. He won the Ray Guy Award last year for the best punter in college football. But allegedly gang rape um, an underage um, woman, young lady at a party in San Diego with two other individuals. Uh, and listen, you know, innocent till proven guilty. His family's come out and said all those things, um, which I agree with. But, um, you know, they're trying to say that his lawyer is trying to say this is a money grab. I mean, this dude, this is a punter who was drafted the sixth round of the NFL draft. Unless his family's got some money, he's not, he doesn't have deep pockets. Uh, the woman said she doesn't know who he is or didn't know who he was, um, allegedly told her friend and reported the rape the very next day. So it's not like this is something that just came about. Um, don't want to go too much into details, but he's must come back. And then the Buffalo Bills, even Andre said it before, like, how do these teams not do their, their, their due diligence? Punting to me, I understand field position matters in the NFL, but you can find these dudes a dime a dozen. I don't think that, like, having a transformational punter is going to make or break your NFL season. So uh, he's obviously a scumbag. The bigger scumbag to the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, all the shit that we have going on, um, you know, with everything from the Deshaun Watson case. And, you know, you wait until – and allegedly the Bills knew about this. That's the other part, fellas, that they knew about this allegation before they drafted him, and they still drafted him. So uh, I'm just tired of these teams, man. The NFL's got to do better. Um, I was with some NFL luminaries not too long ago. And I think, you know, past players are just sick of it, man. They're just they're just tired of all this stuff. They're just tired of the black eye that it's providing uh, to the league. And they just want everything cleaned up. So, um, and the craziest thing is, fellas, like, I'm not going to name names, but, like, you know, you, we think the players are bad. I'll almost say the owners are just as worse. And I have, I have that on good authority off the record that the owners are just as worse. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, doubt, the, I don't doubt that for a minute, Charles. I don't doubt that for a minute. I had no idea, though, that the Buffalo Bills knew the allegations prior to drafting. That's yeah, the major thing, which makes it, makes it even worse. Like, I, again, I don't understand. This is a multi-million dollar company, right, essentially. And you don't do your homework that's going to represent you and your franchise. Like, and you're right that all player, all owners think as their players as, as pawns in, in the game, right? Just or just pawns in, in the unit of their corporation, and it's shitty because before it was family owned, and back then there was more camaraderie with ownership than there is now. Well, I yeah, I mean, I I believe the girl. I mean, why would I mean, I she has to. Yeah, I mean, I believe the girl, and it's just those the other two guys too. I mean, let's let's hope that justice is served for her. It looks like the Buffalo Bills need to find a new punter coming into the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you spoke with, so I know that you were hanging out, Chance, at a NFL event uh, like a couple weeks ago. You had the opportunity to speak. Uh, about stuff like this with some NFL former players? And did you guys talk about anything in, in particular? No, I mean, not anything in particular. Um, you know, we spoke to, uh, you know, we, it was, uh, we just spoke about some generalities about the league and like things that are going on right now. Um, and I spoke to a guy who, uh, 
you know, maybe at a later date, I'll share his name. I mean, he's kind of like a behind-the-scenes guy. He worked for the Saints, for the Raiders, actually worked for the league, uh, did some jail time. Uh, you know, this is a guy, white-collar crime, obviously. But, um, you know, he was just kind of, you know, uh, spilling the beans about everything, obviously off the record. But, um, you know, pretty much what this gentleman said was that if you think guys like Deshaun Watson and this guy are bad, that the owners are even worse. I mean, everyone knows about the public thing, the public issues that, you know, Robert Kraft went with his whole massage parlor thing. Um, I think there's some other owners out there who are probably just just as dirty. So the league's got a, a lot of cleaning up to do. And, um, you know, it's just it's just unfortunate, man, because we all love football. It's the most watched sport. It's, it's you know, this fall out of the top 50 shows, you know, 40 of them will be football games. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, you got 80 percent of, you know, the top 50 shows that are going to be, you know, airing this this fall, they're going to be football games. So regular season, playoff, and obviously the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I just I just want the league to do better because, you know, a lot of these guys people look up to, and it's just, it, it's a privilege. Everyone talks about it's a privilege to play. These guys are getting guaranteed contracts for $200 million. These owners are billionaires. These teams are worth uh, billions. I think every NFL team, I mean, the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars are worth a billion dollars, right? So, um, you know, it's just, you know, you expect more with that type of responsibility. And, you know, if every, if it's such a privilege, then, like, you shouldn't get drafted. And if this dude, if he gets exonerated, you know, after not getting drafted, then, then he'll get his opportunity. But he shouldn't get drafted with this allegation because you and I wouldn't be able to get a job with this allegation. They did a back contract. Yeah. So, um, they just got to do better. And we will end the show on that statement. The NFL has to do better about tightening up their shit because um, we do look forward to enjoying it every Sunday, especially coming up soon. So that was the 161st episode. Our heroes are our listeners. Uh, you guys will never be our scumbags. If you're going to place any bets this weekend, good luck, and we will see you next week.